The European Court of Human Rights has found in favour of intersex athlete and former Olympic champion Caster Semenya and against the state of Switzerland. The former 800-metre runner refused to submit to world athletics rules, requiring her to medically alter her elevated testosterone levels. Semenya's legal team had previously lost cases in the Court of Arbitration for Sport, based in Switzerland, and the Swiss Federal Court in an appeal. But she was successful this time around, alleging the country had discriminated against her. The court said three articles had been breached, non-discrimination, the right to respect for private life and the right to an effective remedy. The state of Switzerland will now have to weigh up whether it accepts the court's decision or appeals to the court's grand chamber. Watching on from the sidelines is World Athletics, the sport's governing body navigating a space between what they say are regulations that are necessary, reasonable and proportionate for the fairness of elite sports competition and societal standards where a person identified as female at birth and has been raised by her family and community as female should not be asked to medically change her makeup. In a statement, World Athletics said it had noted the decision and will urge the Swiss government to appeal. Dr Payoshni Mitra is an athlete's right advocate who works with other intersex athletes and had made a submission to the court supporting Semenya's case. She said while the decision provides a ray of hope, challenges do remain. It's great that Castro Semenya is, has been leading this from the forefront. Uh, she is... She's a great uh, champion on and off the field. And so I'm really grateful to Casta that she has you know, fought back um, this way. Uh, but there are several athletes across Africa and Asia, younger athletes who are still competing, who are, who are really waiting to see what happens to this uh, particular fight that Casta was fighting. And so this judgment means a lot to them in some ways. But again, there is no direct impact as to whether they can compete immediately. So there is, you know, on one side, one in some way it's a ray of hope, in some way it is not. Mm. And and this is the interesting thing. So just uh, in the immediate future, what does this decision actually mean for athletes in world sport? Because judging from the tone of the press release from World Athletics, it doesn't mean anything to them. They can continue as normal and they say they're justified because their rule states uh, that they put these rules in to protect sport. They recognise they are discriminatory, but it is to protect the fairness of uh, sport played by men and women or males and females. This sense of, you know, not being accountable, not wanting to answer, not wanting to account for even such important judgments, not listening to athletes' experiences. This has been consistently the, you know, the way, this is the consistent behavior of world athletics, I'm sorry to say. Um, I have uh, been, you know, working in this field for a long time. I have worked with other institutions, uh, sport organizations as well, but I haven't seen another sport organization who has been so stubborn um, with what they they believe, um, uh, you know, they need to do. And we have enough number of athletes talking about the 
discrimination they have faced, how violated they feel, felt, how humiliated they have felt while they have been tested, while they have been forced to undergo medical steps. We have Anna Tanegesa speaking about it, who you have interviewed before as well, I believe. But there has been no sort of you know change in the way world athletics have been reacting. So I have stopped you know sort of reacting to what world athletics would say today because you know it's not about what they think anymore. If the European Court of Human Rights think differently, if the IOC as well, who have this framework on fairness, inclusion, and non-discrimination, think differently, the entire world is speaking a different language. But world athletics is saying something different. I'm I refuse to listen to them. But the point and the problem lies with what you are asking me: is what is what is the impact on the athletes? And I have been speaking to athletes since morning, not to Casta, but all the other athletes who have been waiting for this and who are now unable to compete because of the current regulations that World Athletics have uh, come up with in March 23rd. And I've been trying to explain to them, well, this is a positive news. You, you know, it's a huge uh, sort of judgment, which we are all very, you know, we, we, we are all in. I, I, I cried this morning when I, when I got this news. So we are all very emotional. And this is a very sort of historic moment, we would, I can say, in, in the work that we have been doing for decades now. But what is the impact on athletes who who are current athletes. Athletes have short careers and how does it impact them? And I'm speaking to each of them and telling them, well, this is great. This is this tells us that there is hope, but it's that it does not mean you are competing from tomorrow. So the fact that we are still in some way relying on world athletics to act is, you know, it's, it's kind of a helplessness. No matter the World Medical Association made comments against these regulations several years back, there have been Human Rights Watch report, the Human Rights Council with OHCHR uh, had a report condemning these regulations, asking um, institutions to revoke these regulations. But in spite of, and now today, yes, ECHR, and yet you see World Athletics using the same language and saying they will convince the state of Switzerland to go back uh, to Grand Chamber, which is, you know, which will be really unfortunate. I hope that Switzerland as, as a nation, as a, the government of Switzerland, recognizes human rights. They have been supporting institutions like the Center for Sport and Human Rights, which is based in Geneva. I believe and I hope that Switzerland as a country, as a government, would act differently and not come under pressure from any such sport organizations who are refusing to respect human rights conventions. Will sports come under pressure from external bodies, such as the the Court for Human Rights, um, to fall into line with these particular judgments, or will they remain operating in their own legal sphere and under the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which previously found in world athletics favour? If sport is dealing with humans, they cannot say that they are not bound by human rights. Uh, surprisingly, World Athletics, in a statement given a couple of years back after Castasimania's judgment came from CAS, said that they are not bound by, as a private 
contractual body. They're not bound by uh, human rights conventions or even human rights principles. Now, this is a huge debate in the field of sport, as you very well know that, um, and many of us are working towards it because this leaves athletes uh, most vulnerable and unprotected in the field of sport. What we are seeing today is an institutionalized kind of discrimination. And if there are no, you know, sort of a structure that can support athletes, then um, uh, then sport doesn't deserve to exist. You know, the, the current sport system doesn't really deserve to exist. If you look at today's judgment, the court noted that in a sense, the applicant was challenging the compatibility with various provisions of the convention of certain regulations that had been issued by IWF, now World Athletics, and subsequently endorsed by the CAS and the Swiss Federal Court. So the fact that this judgment is important is because CAS and Swiss Federal Courts are in Switzerland. Therefore, the case is against Switzerland. And therefore, as a country, Switzerland mm -hmm. is bound by these human rights principles. We are talking about Article 14, which is prohibition of discrimination, Article 8, which is right for respect of private life, and uh, Article 13, which is right to effective, effective remedy measures. So we can see how World Athletics can argue against uh, and say that we 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 you know we are not bound by it. But are they dealing with humans? They are. And to be fair, World Athletics has also created this human rights strategy group who worked on a report which was not a satisfactory report. But they are also trying to see how they can also have these discussions to completely deny this verdict and uh, you know the fact that there this is an imp this is a human rights violation this is a systemic way of violating human rights of athletes to completely deny that and to say that the dsg regulations they have recently come up with is going to remain is completely disregarding um the you know the European Court of Human Rights. It's incredible that they are saying that. I have I've, I have no words, you know, um, but I had also don't have any expectation of them. Dr. Payoshni Mitra, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. The ticket. The ticket.